Well, Coach, after quite a delay and a lot of work done by the Let Them Play MN group, the fall high school sports or fall high school football season is back. Both football and volleyball reinstated. Um, Coach, what what were your thoughts after first seeing first seeing the season postponed to March and then ultimately restored this past week by a vote of fifteen to three by the Minnesota State High School League Board of Directors? Well, back in uh, what was it, August fourth, they postponed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember we were at St. Cloud Tech at a seven on seven. And, you know, playing really well, getting excited for football to start in two weeks. And I remember driving home. They hadn't made the decision. And I was driving home. And I was probably uh, close to Clearwater. And my phone just lit up. It was just ting, 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 ting. So I pulled over the side of the road because I knew it was probably dealt with football. And I said they weren't playing. And that was disappointing. You know, mm-hmm. just disappointing for the kids. You know, spending all summer with them in the weight room and, and day one and getting ready to go with seven on seven. You know, you anticipate the beginning of the year. Um, so that part was disappointing. It took, you know, a couple of weeks to get over it. You know, but then you kind of just start thinking towards the spring. You kind of put everything on hold and, and go towards the spring. And, and you kind of moved on from it. And, you know, this past Monday when they said we could play again, it just kind of, you know, I, I think it's great for the kids. I mean, I, I think it would have been a hard time playing in the springtime. But it's just so many questions still that need to be answered to get this thing going. And um, it's been just stressful. <laughs> I think that's the word right now, stressful. Um, try to get the kids in the routine again. The kids, most of the kids were kind of, you know, setting on hunting this summer or this, this fall and, mm-hmm. and doing all the kinds of different things. So just trying to get their mood, you know, back into the game mode and get ready to play a game and practice to get ready to play a game. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, 2020 has been interesting. Why wouldn't this be Why interesting? This exactly. You know, it's, exactly. uh, you know, I, I, we've been trying to tell the kids it's not going to look the same. I mean, you're not going to have a pack full of school or hybrid learning. So we're not mm-hmm. even in school half the time. Anyhow, you're not going to have a full stand, set of fans. You know, the school's not going to be dressed in red and black on Fridays all day long, goosebumps all day. It's going to be a little bit different feeling when they play, but, you know, hopefully it's a good experience for them and, you know, they get a chance to play their, their senior season. I think for the seniors it's big. I mean, mm-hmm. those kids, I mean, football's a great game and it's a team game and it's a, it's a family and school type of game. We're not going to get all those aspects, especially being the hybrid right now, but hopefully we get enough that it's something that they'll remember. There was a lot of discussion during the board meeting as to what the final plan was going to look like. The The final motion that passed was a six-game regular season. A lot up in the air as far as the playoff model that we're not going to know an answer to until October 1st when the board meets again. Do you feel like it was a good compromise to, to do more of a, a regular, uh, the six-game, the bigger regular season versus the more elongated playoff potentially? Yeah, you know, it's tough to say. I'm fine with the six-game regular season. You know, as a competitor and with the type of team that we have, you know, obviously we would love a state tournament and, and that process because that was our goal coming in. I think the kids are having a hard time with that too. I mean, one of the things we've talked about since the loss to D.C. last year in the state semifinals is, hey, you know, it's payback time and we want to get back to the state tournament and, and hopefully go win a state championship. And this obviously takes away that goal, which is tough. But talking to the kids, you know, a couple of weeks ago, most of them said they just want games. You know, they're just happy with games. So... Sometimes as adults, we're maybe a little more competitive than the kids are with that stuff, and and I'm happy with it. I think if you go less than six games, it's like, why put all that practice time in right. to get ready for four games if you lose in the first round of the playoffs or, you know, things like that. So I'm fine with the six. You know, I know one of the talks is just playing a section playoff tournament, and I'm fine with that. I mean, it's still competitive. you still got to win. There's good teams. I know Mora, you know, they're, they're, they're shooting for us. you got Foley shooting for us. Mm-hmm. Malacca, some of these other teams. Um Nothing for certain. I mean, with the weather, anything can happen with right. these type of games. Right. You know, playing in that type of, of fuel conditions and weather. But I'm fine with that. I mean, you could get eight or nine games in, and I think that's great for the kids. I, I Like I said, I would love to battle and go through a state tournament and try to get to a state championship. 
There's no guarantees with that. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever they decide, we're going to be fine with it. I mean, it's one of those things you just adapt to. Okay. Now, your first game will be October 9th. Uh, we still don't know who that's going to be. We were talking off air that the, the schedule for Annandale is still not set, working things through with the with the East Central District. Um, but there's obviously a lot of work to do on the field, but there's got to be some work that's being done, you know, not even football related. What changes have been made? You mentioned the day one and the off-season programs. You guys have been have been working already. What differences have there been? What precautions are in place to, to curb a potential COVID exposure? You know, it's, it's a lot of spacing out. It's a lot of masks. When our kids come in, if they're in school that day, you know, they have to wear the mask in school, they wear the mask in the locker room. They wear the mask coming out of the locker room. They go to practice. We usually go to the weight room first. They wear their mask in the weight room until they're lifting. Every kid that comes from home has to get their temperature checked before they're allowed in the building. And they have to have a mask on. When they go into the school, they wear a mask down to practice. Um, we go down to practice. You know, we just try to keep them in positive if we can because you want to limit the exposures. It's really hard in football. Mm-hmm. It really is, especially when you start adding special teams because you got guys from the receiver group and the lineman group and the running back group and – and whatever the tight end group that all come together for special teams, which now it mixes your pods up a little bit. You know, the big thing is after practice, I mean, we, we sanitize the pads as a coach. It's probably another 45 minutes before we get back up to the school. And then we sanitize against helmet, their shoulder pads. You know, you get the footballs done. Any pad that we touch during the day, we sanitize. And then getting them back to school, we bring them up in waves. So everybody can't be in the locker room at one time. Okay. Everybody spread out. All the seniors are not right next to each other. It's every other locker with seniors and juniors, same with freshmen and sophomores. And so you bring them up in waves. The seniors typically go first, try to get them in the locker room, then the juniors. So it's just a lot of that, a lot of pre-practice stuff. And, and uh, you know, when you're talking to kids, you have them spread out. Whenever they're not moving, you try to have them spread out six feet. So uh, just try to limit exposure. So it's a lot. It's a long day by the time you get done with it. Um, there were comments during the, the Minnesota State High School League meeting that some teams, they, they, they weren't able to start a season as quickly. The, the first motion was that you would actually be playing your first game next Friday, October 3rd, and then it was it was moved back. You've been practicing. Again, you talked about the day one program. Where is your team at the preparation process? Do you feel good to be able to, to go take the field in a couple of weeks? Oh, yeah. We'll be ready in a couple of weeks. I mean, my first concern when this started was they were going to give us nine days of practice. And then you play a game. I thought we'd have two weeks of practice, and then you'd play a game. And I was concerned about that because typically we have 19 practices before we play. Okay. And I think you need all 19 practices. you got to get the kids in shape physically, mentally. You know, one thing I found out is we're probably the, in the worst shape we've ever been as a team starting the season. Mm-hmm. I know Scott Mossman, the cross-country coach, felt the same thing when cross-country started. Worst shape just because the kids haven't been as active with, with nothing going on. Um, we're okay. I think we have too much time now. We, we were basically going to have four weeks because we had, a, you know, the, the preseason practice the state let us have. Now we have three more weeks. So it's going to be a total of four weeks before we play. And that's just too much time. I mean, the kids, to, to mentally have them focus that long without playing a game mm-hmm. is a lot. I think the biggest thing we're missing is the first two weeks is we have the double practices on four of those days. And just coming in the morning before school, and it's just all football. Mm-hmm. That's where your team really bonds. You know, and, and now we have kids coming. Remember, kids are in school all day. Kids are coming from home every other day. I mean, it's just hard to get that team to come together when it's just when you're hot and you're tired and you're sweaty and you got four hours and you have team meetings and you're lifting together. I mean, that's part of practice that we're missing right now. So I think it's going to take a little bit longer for it to gel, but we'll be ready. I mean, we could play a game tomorrow. As far as our offense, what we have in from all the summer stuff we did over the summertime mm-hmm. in our defense, special team-wise, we'll be hurting a little bit right now. 
but we can line up tomorrow and play a game. So I think we'll be ready. I mean, we just we're trying to build depth. I mean, with mm-hmm. with the COVID, you have no idea when you're going to lose a kid. So you're trying to get as many kids ready to play as you can on a Friday night. Definitely. Playing on a Friday night, this team, as you mentioned, big aspirations coming in after advancing to the state semis last year uh, and the state tournament for the second consecutive year. How is the team looking? I mean, you, you lost a couple of key players, but still an awful lot of talent on this football team. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's finding roles for kids. I mean, every year we go through, we don't have that type of system. We can just plug guys in and run the same system every year, every year. you got to try to look to see what you have for weapons. Between Allen and Paul, we lost 27 touchdowns from last year. Uh-huh. That's a lot of touchdowns, and you just don't plug a kid in there and say, okay, you're going to have 15 touchdowns like Allen did, and, okay, you're going to play receiver, you're going to have 12 touchdowns like Paul did. You know, it doesn't work that way. Uh-huh. You know, one thing we even told our kids today, you guys have never gotten a first down. You guys have never got a stop on defense. I mean, this is an entire new year. It's an entire new team. Nobody cares what happened last year. We have different players out there. Um, some of our core base kids are the same. But we have a lot of changes, too, in different areas. So it takes time to get that to gel and, and find out what kids' talents are. Uh-huh. You know, we're trying to find out, you know, what we have for speed and who can break break a big one and who catches the ball well and, you know, just a different role for everybody. And it, it takes time. So we're not there yet. I think we're still looking for that. But, you know, that's kind of what we do as coaches is try to find the best we can. And the players need to step up and make plays. you got to have playmakers. And we feel we have some, but we're still looking for more. Now, we know that this, this Cardinal team has potential to be pretty good to get in this season, but you're certainly not the only one in the district. Uh, you know, you, you talked about, you know, D.C. is, you know, they went to the state finals last year. They got past you. You know, Glencoe Silver Lake is another year older. They, they look to be pretty good. They were the only regular season loss you had. Talk about some of the, the competition that your team might see this year. Yeah, phenomenal. I mean, it's funny. Everybody says how good we are coming back. We're one of four teams in our district that, that's loaded. Litchfield has one of their best classes coming through. Everybody's junior class last year was loaded. I mean, we had a loaded junior class last year, but so did Glencoe, so did uh, D.C., and so did Litchfield. I mean, so it's a battle. I mean, everybody thinks, well, Andale's going to go back. You're dreaming you think we're just going to walk through these teams. It's going to be tough. I'd say D.C. probably has the most talent coming back because they have their skilled kids coming back. Yeah. You know, we, we, we return our D-line, return our O-line, but as far as athletes – they have all their athletes coming back. Glencoe has their number one running back who, you know, is probably 6'5", 250 this year. He was 6'3", 230 last year. He's only a junior. So, I mean, they have their bell call back. Uh, Litchfield probably has the top quarterback. He's a quarterback of the year last year in the conference coming back with a slew of receivers. So, it's going to be a battle. That's what you want. I mean, uh-huh. you, you play for good games. You know, the, the games you win 60 to nothing, it's great that everybody gets in and plays. But the games you work out for and train all summer long, are for the D.C.s, the Glencoe's, the Litchfield's, uh-huh. you know, those type of contests. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, we could lose three games during the regular season and, maybe, and win a state championship. You know, we could lose in the third, you know, first or second round of the playoffs. There's a lot of good football teams out there. Definitely. Mora had a, a really strong junior class. So they didn't lose their skill kids. Their skill kids were young last year um, when we beat them in the playoffs. So it's going to be a whole different type of team that we're playing. Uh-huh. So it'll be a lot of fun, challenging. Well, at least we get to play this fall. So uh, keep listening in for to the Cardinals all season long. I'll be following them along for our third year of Cardinal cut-ins. Make sure to listen during the Wright County Sports Update each week for my interview with Coach Walter and our players of the game once we finally get back to playing <laughs> yeah. the game. So thank you very much for your time, Coach. Good luck this season. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. I appreciate it.